This could be one of our best shows ever, Stephen. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, just slow news days mean you got to think hard. I know in the newspaper game, whenever it was a slow news day, you're recording this, aren't you? Slow news day, you had to use your, you really use your imagination, and come up with some interesting ideas and ways to present stories. Today is not one of those those days, though, Stephen. This is two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always provide the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Episode 296. Thanks to the good people at Nickier, nickier.com.au. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We have a bunch to get through today on what is not a slow news day. Um, <laughs> although we have spent now an hour um, working out what to talk about. We because were just catching up though. We normally, were just catching up. let's be honest, normally there's a massive story, right? Yeah. There's a massive story to talk about. Well, last week we were talking about the S8 and how we'd, we'd, we'd reviewed it, the embargoes that lifted. Although it does go on sale this week, so we'll be yeah. touching on it. Yep. You're not Samsung down? No, no, no. Plenty of energy for Samsung. Plenty of energy there, left. <laughs> <laughs> Two folks so talking to... So let's talk drones. And the reason I want to talk drones is there's at least five stories going around about drones. Yep. Um, and I think so many of the stories are a little bit too future thinking and people can't get their head around what they mean. So let's bring them all together. So let's start with the easy stuff. Um, uh, NAB, the big uh, broadcast uh, show, is on in Las Vegas at the moment. So a lot of drone companies are there announcing things because broadcasters use drones in, in droves. That's yep. one of the reasons. So DJI announced a few things this week. I'm going to start with the most basic one, a hard drive. Did you see that? No. Did you? <laughs> That's not a drone, mate. That's a hard drive. <laughs> In partnership with Seagate, they've launched a, a hard drive. So it's Seagate's drive. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. DJI and Seagate. Yeah. And I don't know what it's called. I'm not going to look it up. But it has a, it has a micro SD in it. And the idea is it's for your drone kit. So specific hard drive, two terabyte. So upload, upload your footage to the drive. As soon as you land the drone, take the SD card out, put it in, and then you've got yeah. a free SD card again to whack it in the drone and Western get going. Western Digital again. bought one of them out last year. Okay, not a big story. <laughs> but see, it's DJI though. And, you know, yeah, people, yeah. Apple, DJI is almost like Apple now. People are fanboys so much, they're buying yeah. everything is they've got. Must, the drive has to be white. Then. It's actually not. It's not. Geez. No, it's not. Controversial. Something that is white though. Controversial. The DJI goggles. Yes. Which I also believe, like you, is controversial too. Yeah. The idea of them is sensational, right? And yeah. things like the Ghost Drone yeah. has goggles, which is already. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you can buy these things third party. I remember when I got my first drone, you could buy FPV goggles, goggles first-person yeah. view yeah. goggles. But to be clear, it is highly illegal to fly a drone with goggles on that's, that the lay look through the camera because you must have at all times line of sight vision of your drone. So with your own eyeballs, not looking through the, the glasses. So, so yeah. what is the point of this thing? No, I think it's 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 interesting to it's it's like providing someone with an experience. So like you know, I tell you, I tell you what it is. I say to my wife, I said, "Why don't we go to Bondi? I'll take the drone." And then she said, "What am I going to do?" I said, "Well." With this, I wouldn't with even start, mate. I wouldn't even go there because she'd just say, "Go away." Yeah, well, no, I'm just trying to think. Look, it's beautiful scenery. We can, I can fly the drone, and I think in this instance, 
if she had the goggles to wear, she could enjoy the first-person view. I could probably make it a bit dizzy by going around really fast or whatever, and at least it gives some, someone else something to do. Right, and the other the other advantage of it is, let's say you and I, uh, you'd be a much better pilot than I because you're qualified, but <clears throat> we fly, right? And I think yeah. you would have noticed this today doing the, the karma, yeah. looking around with it, but it they were like, you know, you actually know what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, well, I've done this Hello, before. Yeah. Hello. But one of the things about flying is you're flying and you're trying to film. Yeah. And waterfalls is my favourite thing to, 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 to film, but, you know, flying over it and keeping your eye on the bloody trees and everything and yeah. trying to get the great shot. So here's what you can do. You could fly down the river and I could control the camera with my head. So the great yeah. thing is if with the right Phantom and, and these goggles, so you've got to have a Phantom 4 to do everything, yeah. you can have the goggles on and not only can and you tilt up Mavic, and – It'll work with the Mavic as well. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Mavic. but not, not my Phantom yeah. 3 Pro. I don't think it'll, it'll work with that, yeah. right? It'll work, but don't do all the functions. Yeah. So you can be flying – you know, you can determine altitude. And you can determine um, direction, yaw, yaw, yeah. but no, no. But I can control the yaw, the left yeah, and right, the, with with the goggles. Yeah. So and I can the, look and left and right and up and down of yeah, the yeah. of the camera. So that's, that's big. It's very because big. yeah, when when you see like, because drones are used a lot in cinematography. Like a lot of films yeah. use them. In fact, one of the instructors when I did did my course for my license was one of the top drone pilots for cinematography. Mm-hmm. And usually, what happens is that the on set. The drone operator, which was this guy, would fly the drone and the DP, the director of photography, would control the camera, just yep. like they would if it was on the ground. Which has been a feature of DJI Inspire since yeah. the first Inspire. You could buy an Inspire with two handsets, two controllers. So one controlled the camera, yeah, one yeah. controlled the drone. So yeah. I think this is awesome if you do have a great yeah. partnership. My wife wouldn't go near it with a 10-foot barge pole, <laughs> but once Jackson's old enough, I'd love him Absolutely. to be able to control yeah, it and bring in that extra experience. In. And in some countries... I'm sure they're mucking around with it and they don't care about the laws. It is a bit – there is a chance that you could fly it legally with them on if you um, enlist someone else into your flight crew as a spotter. As a spotter, yeah, but that means you'd have to have a third person then. Or no, what I'm, what I'm saying is if I'm, if I'm yeah. flying with the goggles on and I've got stick control yeah. and you're my official spotter and you continue yeah, line of sight, yeah, I think that, we're, I think we're legal. Yeah, I think that's, right. that's about right. Yeah, yeah, but – uh, I think that the, it, it's just yet another use of uh, another accessory you can buy for the drone. And DJI are just like seven hundred and seventy bucks, right? Seven, yeah, seven sixty nine or something. It's not cheap. It's um, it, it, DJI are genius at the add-ons and and all these other kits you can buy, and they're trying to keep everyone in the DJI family. So it doesn't surprise me about the uh, the goggles, but uh, the Karma though, the GoPro Karma, which we both had a, uh, have been flying for the last few days. Um, I had an interesting experience the first time I flew it, and I think so. This is just to be clear: this is GoPro's drone, yes. which, which was announced last year, um, sold in the United States, recalled because they were dropping out of the sky, yeah. and it's going on sale next week in Australia, or May the seventh in Australia. And the oh, I had it last week and flew it for the first time, and it was great, great, really, really smooth, pretty fast, shoots really nice footage through the Hero Five Black, the, the camera that's on board. But one thing that concerned me was the battery drain. Like as soon as as soon as it says, because unlike the DJI where you can actually set your safety parameter on the battery, like I always have mine set to give me a warning when there's 25% battery left. So wherever you are, you might be like half a kilometer out over the water, you can get back. With the DJI, with the Karma, I looked in all the settings and I asked the guys today, I said, can I change the battery, like the, the battery parameters? And they said, no, it's just... Just gives you a warning when within five minutes or four minutes, or whatever it is. I said, okay. Because the first time I flew it, it said 
um, low battery return. And I said, okay, I was on the way back. Before I was even halfway, it said extremely low battery, urgently return. I'm thinking, geez, okay, okay mate. I'm, I'm on I'm the way. I'm coming. And it just dropped it at my feet. Like it, it was dramatic drop in the battery. I don't know whether that was just a, a def- defect on that day, but – Flying uh, at the session they had today, that was it. Didn't happen, but I, I, I did make sure when, when I looked at the clock when it was like five minutes to go, I'd have it back close to me. But um, apart from that, it, it's got. They did a really cool firmware upgrade where you can do um, cable. They call it cable mode, where yeah. you can set two points and it just keeps flying between them. The orbit mode, which just goes in a really nice circle, really smooth circle. Very familiar to the DJI. Yeah, exactly, but it, it, these are just the the new features for the um, for the the Karma because I think the Karma's approach to it is that they don't want you to think that you need to be a gun pilot to fly this thing. Yeah. Like DJI, I think that they assume you assume their customers are a bit more of a pilot rather than just an enthusiast. Yeah. So I think that the Karma is following that path where. It's really easy to fly it, and and all these features you can produce some amazing shots and amazing pictures, but with it just using all these automated modes. So yeah, I quite enjoyed that. I liked um I liked the reveal mode. I couldn't work out what it was at first, but the reveal mode. You set an end point and then a start point, and it flies back to the start, and then it flies, and the and the camera pans up slowly to reveal what nice. at the end point. It was really really nice. Look, the other thing I liked about it, I I, I my first drone was a Phantom Two, and I had a go a gimbal on it with a GoPro. Yeah. And I hated it because of the the curvature of the Earth in the GoPro. Mm. But the Hero Five is an amazing GoPro that has a, you know narrow, wide, linear, super wide, all the different um, mm. angle modes. Which you can take that away. You can have it in whatever you want. Yeah. And all of those things are controllable on the controller. Yeah, you can be in flight and take a photo in every single um, lens mode. You can be in flight and video in different lens modes without having to return to home. Yeah, that's smart, yeah. And I've got to be honest, that GoPro camera. The spot I DJI make beautiful video, but I yeah. do think the GoPro is probably still a much better video camera. So, and again, for seventeen hundred bucks, you're getting the bloody gift, the the grip, which is the gimbal awesome. to handheld. Yeah, I mean, that is one hell of a good so device. Just, just to explain, you put, actually pull the, the 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 camera off the front of the drone, and then pop that into it, it, and the stabilizer arm goes into the grip, and then you can carry that around and do your your smooth video. But mm. In terms of the quality of the video, the Phantom 4 Pro 4K video is pretty impressive, and I've sort of seen them seen them side by side, and there there's not much between them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty good. It's just the amount of extra features you've got to muck around with the yeah, DJI with the with the GoPro. Yeah. Although the DJI has them, I think they're just buried more in a, a more advanced photographer style mode. So I think advanced photographers and advanced yeah. pilots use the DJI. Yeah. I think the GoPro Karma is targeted at, at uh, GoPro enthusiasts essentially. Yeah, totally. They um, want, well, they want to cultivate that audience. Don't they? they want to keep yeah. that that audience. I look, I don't think they've lost any ground because of the recall. I don't think. Yeah. I think. I think they people were open about it. Yeah, it was a bit bit of a. Bit of a shock when it happened, but yeah, yeah. they're back. So then the other thing from DJI is the the rumours of the little tiny uh, yes. selfie drone. Now, I've played with – I can't remember what it's bloody called now, but it was awful. Um, Zero Tech something, Dobby or something like that. Like a, little a couple of little – Selfie drone. Yeah, a couple of them. They're, they're not great. Yeah. They're actually really fun drones. Yeah. But if you're going to be a selfie drone – You've got to have a good camera, yeah. Right? They're I awful cameras. That, yeah. What's happened to your finger? <laughs> uh, there was a little incident, but that's okay. We'll discuss that at another time. You got workers' comp and tech guide, <laughs> no, Sharky Media. I no, I don't. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> rumors um, and leaks, essentially, 
the DJI are going to bring out a little, you know, palm of your hand size drone. Yeah, smaller and than the Mavic. There's yeah. been there's been photos of it with next to a Mavic, so yeah. solid leaks on the DJI forums in yeah. China. So this thing's tiny; it's fixed, so the the arms don't fold back. But it's tiny. And here's my thing: DJI won't muck about with this, right? They, I reckon they're looking at. They go to the fairs like we do, CES, and they go crap, 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 and they just go. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put our technology in, in a smaller form, done. It's only going to do basic things, won't have yeah. obstacle avoidance, won't all that kind of stuff. You can control with your phone. Yep. And the camera will be a gimbal-like. It will yeah. it will be stabilised because that, yeah. that is the kicker for most of these selfie drones is they take awful photos and videos because they're not well, stabilised. As I said in my little story about that, I said, well, the, the well, I described the size. I think it's going to be about 15, 16 centimetres long and about half the size of the Mavic and all that. And I think that it's a good chance that the focus of this is going to be a literally a pocket drone that you can pull out, take your selfies, and that we take your little shots. Because all the, all the other companies that are producing the selfie drones don't have a hundredth of the heritage and knowledge of drone technology that who's taking does. a selfie with a drone? Yeah, no, there would be some people. There would be. And you know, I tell you where it'd be handy if you were travelling. I reckon if you're a traveller and you wanted to maybe get you wanted to film yourself in front of a landmark or you film yourself walking down a track or somewhere, I think that there are some drones coming, including the DJI when it comes out in a few months. Uh, the Hover drone, which we saw at CES, that's a really good selfie drone that, that's really stable and follows the user. I'll tell you, yeah. I'll tell you what I it's think. It's going to become a trend. I really do when they become when the good drones come out. I don't see the selfie drone as a trend. I think the small uh, affordable drone is a trend because – Answer me this, Stephen. How many times have you been asked, especially in the lead up to Christmas, but throughout the year, which drone should I buy for my kid who's having a birthday or Christmas? Yeah. You know, and then you say, "Oh, there's DJI's this," and, the, and you tell there's them a it's big gap. you yeah. tell them it's two grand. They say, "No way." Yeah. I've said to people, "Ehang Ghost Drone, thousand bucks, yeah. three free no, repairs." No, no, no. You know, yeah. awesome price. Still a little bit of a stretch. If the DJI Spark or whatever it's going to be called yeah. is seven hundred. It's it's it a massive win. Five hundred US. They're saying it, yeah. it'll be roughly five hundred US. So that'll be well under a thousand Australian. So no, you're right. I think that was the issue where you either buy a toy or something really good. Yeah, there you buy, you buy a two hundred dollar parrot. It's yeah. fun for flying, but it's not yeah. very good for video. There wasn't much in between. The, the, so I think you're right that this is this would fill that little gap that between that massive chasm between a toy and a, and a decent drone that's going to cost you a fair bit of money. Yeah, chasm. Good word that. The um, so let's now move into the personal transport space. <clears throat> Kitty Hawk Flyer. Have you seen this thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> Eftm.com.au. Thanks uh, for your loyalty, mate. I visit Tech Guide at least once a day, maybe a week, really. Um, but uh, no, I do generally visit once a day, mate, because I need to make sure I haven't missed anything. Because yeah. I've got a radio show to fill every day. It's bloody hard to yeah, find all no. the news yeah. from, and there's some really shit news sites in the world. Sorry, Uncle Trev said a naughty <laughs> word. Um, dot com dot au is FTM. That's all you need. Mate. Yeah, yeah just don't put a dot com dot au after the word news. Um, the <laughs> that's awful. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not really sorry. Um, so uh, imagine two pontoons, like a, like a helicopter that land on the water, yeah. right? And then strap a drone that is an octo, octocopter, right? Eight-blade so drone. Eight blades. Yeah, eight blades. And then put nets over the blade so that you can't fall onto the blades. And now put a seat in the middle. You sit in the middle of this thing. You have eight 
blades around you. They're giant, like it's the size of a small car, mm-hmm. and you have so two, passes, two passes, just one, just one person, right? And it's meant for flying over water. In America, it is certified as an ultralight aircraft, so it can be legally flown in uh, non-congested mm-hmm. airspace, basically over lakes and stuff. So you can yeah. just fly out across the water if you've so got a house over there. Get the drone. Exactly. Now, what about this? No if price. Crash, if you crash, you just, you just get wet. Or killed. Think about your finger for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, yeah. So, so that is my main concern right now. As Stephen contemplates the small cuts and abrasions to his finger, I consider the cuts and abrasions to your neck um, that might come from falling off this puppy. But so this here's the a thing: prototype. Oh, it's it's going to be sold later in the year. It's a prototype, I, yeah. and there's no price. There's a membership. I, think I saw this. It looked like a bit of a. It, the video showed it looked like a bit of a hovercraft. Yeah, yeah, I thought. But mate, it, it's very I did see that. very yeah. good video. It is genuinely flying. It's yeah. ten meters in the air. It's very good, right? Okay. Um, but, but no, they no price. price. What about this? Right. You got to join up as a member. It's hundred bucks, three month, three years membership. What the hell? You can go to events, and you get two thousand off the price. So what does that tell you? The price is going to be? It's going to be ninety eight thousand instead of hundred. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so I saw that and I thought, you know what? Here's my thing. What's the price of a jet ski? Like 50, 60 grand for a decent one? Probably no, twenty. No. Oh no no, they're like twenty twenty for the cheap ones, but yeah. like some people with the two seats the and the range, those ones, yeah, they're pretty like good. Forty fifty grand, right? Okay. You sell a drone for fifty sixty grand in the first few years, maybe eighty, yeah. and in ten years they'll be much cheaper. But that's ex- I would not fly. I would not want a jet ski. I want to fly a drone up the Hawkesbury River. Yeah, that'd be great. And so what? So is the t- they haven't given a timeline of when this will be available? It's It'll still, be this year, apparently. Still pie in the sky sort of gear, or. This year, apparently. Is that right? Yeah. Looks course. like a genuine product. I might just write to them and see if they can get me a review unit. Do you reckon they'll offer that one, mate? Just, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're a big deal, mate. I know you're a big deal. Just don't see it happening, champ. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. So, so, American company. Yeah. Americans. So, uh, one more thing from me, and then you can talk about the news yeah. drones. Yeah. Um, Uber. And see, see how much drone news there is? My God. <clears throat> yeah, so you've talked before about Uber's white paper that talked about uh, car, uh, drones Lyft. being a, a part of the future and calling it Lyft, although their biggest competitor is now called Lyft. Um, <laughs> so they've announced a partnership, or they're working in partnership with Embraer and Bell Helicopters to develop a personal aircraft, uh, an autonomous personal aircraft, and they want it by 2020. They want to show it at the World Expo in Dubai in 2020, and they, they think it'll be ready for public use in 2023. Have they heard of the EHANG 184? Well, I mean... Which is going into service in Dubai in two months. Service. I mean, oh, service, really? Well, that's what they say. Yeah, I'll sit. Sipping around. I volunteered for the flight. Yeah, for a flight. So have I. This could be awkward. Said, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, yeah 100 kilos. I said, I'm it's, it's under 118 kilos. I, I, I think it's under 100. Math. Really? Really? Yeah. Then I better get in the sauna, mate. Yeah, I'm a couple of kilos off. There you have it. Yeah, I'm bigger than you. Uh, yeah, are you really? Okay, fair enough. Good as yeah. gone. Hey, what in phys- physical term? Oh! <laughs> Muscles heavier than fat, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Muscles heavier than fat. Yeah, I'm big bone too. <laughs> Just state the facts, mate. You big bone, honey. <laughs> yeah. I used to say to him, "No, I'm not a fat. I love chocolate." Does my, my bum look bigger than you? So I remember that answer. <laughs> anyway, so. Here's my thing about this, and this is my th- my thought to our listeners: is Do you see this as being real? So, because um, my challenge here Eventually. is, I love the idea of flying into uh, Sydney Airport and getting shuttled over to the personal aircraft space, and then being flown to the Ritz Carlton or wherever it is, right? Yeah. Because I can see hotels being built with helipads on the roof so that they can fly these things there. Yeah. No more airport shuttle. Yep, the toll's going to be higher than the uh, than the airport trains are. Yeah. 
is that I a think, viable form of transport genuinely in 10 years from now? I think it is for the reason for the reason of what I saw at uh, Mobile World Congress where they had the you know how they're building the the, the smart network for IoT devices and products. And remember, Huawei's network actually had a smart drone capability where the drones could be controlled at various points and even land by themselves if they need to recharge and stuff like that. So I think it's going to get to a point where there's going to be a lot of legislation and, and things that pass through in, you know the, the legal system. But I think if they get smart enough, it's like we had this discussion talking about autonomous driving, cars driving by themselves. So I think if they can create a smart network in the sky where the you know everything flies in place and is you know if Intel can fly a hundred drones without crashing one of them into each other over Vivid, then that technology can surely be improved in five to ten years where a whole network of drones could fly around the place without bumping into each other. Then that will then facilitate the possibility where okay. That part tick the box for that part. Then the next part is yeah, helipads on the roof and you know pick up stations at the airport and and commuting rather than driving and anything that can ease traffic on the ground. I think anyone, it's the sensible play. See, here's my I don't disagree. Here's my my overall view is uh, don't dismiss this as something that won't happen because it will. No doubt in our lifetime. <clears throat> Two problems: one, people like Uber are a disgusting company in the way they operate because. And I mean that genuinely. Like I, I, I love Uber, but did you read that New York I, Times story about the CEO and how oh, yeah, yeah. he tried to duke Apple in the App Store? Yeah. So think about just think about New South Wales and Victoria and Queensland, where they just come in, they operate, and they don't they don't come in the front door, they come in the back door, and they get their own way. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that in the air, yeah. right? You can't just frig no, around right. with airspace, right? So right. I really want to make sure they do it right. Yeah. So because yeah, think, you got to think safety is a massive consideration. People don't consider safety on the ground because we've been on the ground for a yeah. hundred years. So. Yeah. Our mates and listeners, Mark Elich, your brother, your brother-in-law, who are yeah. pilots, will tell us yeah, that yeah. there's amazing technology in planes that tells them each other where they are. Right? The pilots are looking. It's called. A tra- I had this conversation yesterday at at this news car event, which I'll talk to you in a minute. Every drone, even the little two kilo drones, will all in the next few years have a little transponder so they yes. can be seen. And this is the thing, right? That's Once they happen. get to the point where they they have transponders, they can be seen in yeah. real time by each other. So yeah. when you and I don't know we're both at, at Bondi or Maroubra, mm. but we are at Bondi and Maroubra together mm. and um, we're flying close to each other and we haven't quite got line of sight of the other drone because you're focusing on your own drone, yeah. but your controller says you know beep, 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 and, you, and your, your drone immediately goes up 50 metres because it knows that you're at 100 metres, I'm at 100 metres, yeah. it's going to send one of us up and one of us is going to stay but static, that's right? That's going to happen. That's so happening. so yeah. that when that happens, then Domino's Pizza's, uh, Trevor and Stephen's, you know, personal drones, uh, Uber's self-flying cars, and Ehang's whatever the hell they're doing, can theoretically all inhabit the space between fifty and one hundred and twenty meters. Because yeah. this has stuck with me, and I've said it before. Don May from Domino's mm. said to me on the radio, he said, "Mate, the space between fifty and one hundred and twenty meters is the safest, quietest space yeah, on Earth because no there's only birds can, there. Yeah, that's right. There's no birds can go below, like." You can't Our helicopters fly, can't fly below yeah, 120 metres unless right. they're landing. Our drone drones can go up to 400 feet, which is 120 metres, yeah. and that, so that that's the that's our ceiling. Whereas for aircraft, that's their that's their floor, that's their yeah. basement, so they yeah. can't go below. So you're and right. So there it, is room there. Literally, and, there is room. There. And if global authorities work together on this, we can find a way to make it work. Now, obviously. 
there's buildings above 120 metres. There's, there's yeah. a lot of things around that we've got to be careful of. So they don't just need transponders. They need intelligence as well. And they need eyes. Well, and we, we, collision we already see that now with yeah. DJI and the Mavic. Yeah. So once that – like I don't, still don't trust front. it. Yeah. But once once it gets to the point where it – like I don't want camera-style um, – Collision avoidance. I want like radar style collision avoidance. Oh, yeah. right? It'd be military grade, mate. It'd yeah. be it'd be improved massively. But the, just the, even like the the Phantom Four, their collision avoidance is quite impressive. Oh, yeah. If you have ever seen it, like I've seen it, where I could bring that Phantom Four Pro in right now in this room mm. and have the collision avoidance working and fly it full throttle towards that wall, and it'll just hang there. It'll stay there. It will not go into the wall. So if, if that's good enough for a drone today, imagine what we're going to see in five to ten years. Yeah, I think that's the point, right? We um, we need to be ready for that. So yeah. look, I um, finally let's talk about uh, news car, news drone because this is uh, Adam Walters, the journo, um, you know, long time journo, smart bloke, yeah, yeah. knows his stuff. Uh, we interviewed him on, on the radio about the news car app yeah. uh, a month or two ago. This is the idea of this app that you've written about at Tech Guide is essentially everyone's got a phone, everyone's got a camera, everyone could be a part of the news story by providing photos and videos to news organisations and his app should theoretically allow you to send that content to a single source that can they can then monetize that content for you if it gets utilised. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's basically just taking advantage of drivers and their proximity and their phones and he actually told me, he said no one had ever asked him what, what made him think of it. And I broke that on Tech Guide today. He told me last night, he said oh, there were three things that happened. One, he left his credit card in a pub and had to. He was, he was in a, I think he was in a secure part of a train station or something waiting to go travel and he couldn't go out again. So he got an Uber to get his credit card and bring it to him. I think he was in London somewhere, mm. number one. Number two was he, he got a call from, I think, his father-in-law or someone, his family or friend and said, I just got photographed by the Google car. I saw it driving past. And he thought, well, okay, well, they're out there photographing things and they often catch things like, you know, dead bodies and people having fights and stuff like that. And the third thing was he was in an Uber and was looking up on the dashboard and, you know, this young young guy, well-dressed, tech-savvy, had a, the phone up on the dashboard. And, and to Adam's eye, he said, that's not a – to me, the, first, the only thing I saw there was a camera. I said if there was something to film, he could this bloke could go bang and film it straight away. So he, he described it as like as like a three number combination that opened a safe, and that that's called that 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 idea combined to give him the 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 seed of the of the idea for for news car. And he being a veteran journal, I worked with him at Newsman for many years. Worked also alongside him when he was on the radio, and I was at the newspaper and knew him doing his when he did the rounds in all the TV stations. So he's got a real head for news and bringing this sort of do, becoming the Uber of news sort of sort of thing, so to speak. He, I had a conversation with not him, but his brother-in-law was a pilot. He was there. I was chatting with him. And he said, look, the long, the long tail of this is eventually it'll be drones. Drones will be brought in because as, good, as, as quickly as you can get there and film on the ground, the best shot's going to be from the air. The best shot's going to be hovering, and, whatever. And, and anyone that knows news and follows, just if you watch Sky News, you see it. Yeah. The best shots are the first shots, right? So imagine a world where an app like News Drone, News Car, whatever, uh, not only has people submitting to it, but it has the ability to outreach to people, right? Mm-hmm. So you and I are registered members of a News Drone. Mm-hmm. Um, we, are, we have uh, um, equipment. Then they know where we live. Yeah. So when something happens in uh, Hornsby, 
Trev gets a text alert because yeah. and it's it's like an Uber job, you know. Do I want the job? Yeah, if you if you can right, take yeah. a take a photo, get one. Yeah. And if it's if it's down your way, the same thing happens, yeah. right? So basically, they can outreach as well as uh, receive content from drone pilots. So and could you potentially know. even do like a live feed off the drone if they had to. Like it. it's possible to do that right today. You could do that. So yeah. that that's going to be. And you know, this was a massive topic about drones and just how far reaching it's going to be. One last thing about it, I, I, I saw another drone. Like, you know, of all the uses you can think of a drone, this one was a really cool usage. Uh, I happened to be uh, at our mate, uh, at our, the Sphere store, Jack Kokonos, uh, yeah. his store, and there was a massive drone that was there, big 25-kilo drone, and it belonged to the waterboard. Mm. And I said, what does the waterboard need a drone for? He goes, well, they do water sampling with it. So they take the drone it's got this special apparatus on the bottom, then a big long pipe that drops into the water. So it pipes up all the water out of the various bodies of water for testing. So rather than having to get a boat out there and just get a cup of water out of the thing, they've got to take it from certain parts of the lake or wherever it is. Mm. They just hover a drone, suck up the water, and off they go. So unbelievable. And you know, in agriculture, farming, there was uh, two blokes in my course when I did my, my license course were, were farmers. Yeah. One to have like, to inspect his property, and the other to wrangle cattle and use an infrared camera on his crops and all that sort of gear. So it's amazing usage. Two blokes talking drones, ladies and gentlemen. Most of those stories are somewhere on the internet, possibly on eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. Really excited about the SA. How excited, Steve? Very excited. It's uh, on sale this week officially. It feels like it was only announced yesterday. If you haven't, if you haven't pre, if you didn't go to the trouble of pre-ordering it, yeah. and a lot of people did, they've already got them. So people who pre-ordered it got it almost a week ago. Yeah. Uh, but this, this, it's out in stores on Friday. There's been special deals announced already. Some deals that were hanging back for the retail launch, yeah. which is uh, this week. And Telstra has also announced. And correct me if I'm wrong, Trevor. That uh, it is a blue tick phone, so it could be used out in the country. Is that yes. right? So I went out to Telstra's uh, top secret um, blue tick uh, laboratory last week in Western Sydney. Is all we're allowed so to say. With the spiky foam cones in that yes. room, yeah. and anoacoic anoacoic chamber, just like the chamber, kind of yeah. um, place you went in with Samsung with the sound yeah. stuff. And essentially, they 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 showed us the test they do, which is completely boring because it's just a <laughs> it's a bloke it's a bloke standing in. It's a cool room, right? Yeah. If and you've ever quiet. if you've ever been in a um I don't know a pub or a club or somewhere where they have you know a big freezer fridge, yeah. it looks like that from the outside. You open the door, but it just yeah. doesn't have a freezer in it or, or meat. It's got these uh, foam cones, and then there's a there's a pole up one end, and there's uh, these two antennas at the other. <laughs> a bloke stands that's at one end. There's a pole up one end. Yeah, <laughs> a bloke stands up the other end where the pole is. He holds the phone yeah. in five different specific grips right. and does those each grip several times, like this, like this. The Telstra grip one, Telstra grip two, three, four, five. Okay. Um, obviously, after antenna gate, they test a lot of <laughs> a lot of grips, and then they test how well the reception is on the phone. If it passes a certain benchmark, it gets the blue tick, and the Samsung Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus both get the blue tick. Critically, though, they're the first phones ever to get tested and ticked for 4G. Uh-huh. So they are 4G blue tick compatible, which means that your 4G coverage is, is good enough in rural and regional areas. And the reason for that is because it does Volte, voice over yes. the 4G network. So you've got your voice um, voice calls are coming over the 4G network. Can you show me your oh, – hang on, I'll just get my S8 out and I'll show you. Mine's in the car. It's uh, see, uh, over the top there, though. Yeah, because the Samsung Galaxy 8 is the first phone also to operate on voice over Wi-Fi. So if you have Telstra, yeah. uh, a Telstra SIM card in there, when you come home on your Wi-Fi network, if you've got no Telstra 
mobile network, mm. you'll still get calls Using on your, your phone via the yeah, Wi-Fi yeah. network. Freak me out. Very, very cool. It is cool, and I think it's also uh, it's a Cat 16 compatible phone too. Yeah, so man, I got uh, speeds today, 248 or 243 megabyte downloads. Crazy talk. Great, and, but you've got to be in certain parts of the city, though, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I could, uh, so Good news, good news. The CBD. Um, in Castle Castle Ray Street, yeah. I'm, tell, I'm, I'm not joking, right? Because <laughs> I drive through the city a lot, right, and there's nowhere to park. Yeah. There's a 15-minute – it's just top secret. There's 15-minute <laughs> parking. Yeah. There's two spots opposite Pie Face on Castle Ray ah, Street. Pie Stop, I, and and it's they're valid between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Outside of those hours, it's all controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But between 10 and 3, 15 minute parking right across from Pie Face, 243 megabit speeds on Telstra. Wow. Well, not only well, it was like a, it was like a <laughs> it was like a holy triangle for me. Like I got parking, a pie, and high speed internet. There you go. Jeez, and you can only but you can only do it for 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, smash a pie in five just, minutes. You're getting. I get three pies. Pie. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Pie face pie, pie is good. Or? Pie face pie is very you're not, good. You're not like Galo's pie man, mate. Or? Mate, if Galo's had a place opposite the street <laughs> where there's two five, 15 minute parking there and 240 uh, meg out. in the internet, Galo, what's doing? Shout out, well, Sean Garlic. I played at South with Sean. Here's the problem with Sean Garlic's pies. If you could pass this on to him. He's very, very um, big on the fact that the pastry is very thin. I you like pastry. I like my Maybe pastry. Like, do you? Yeah, right. Yeah, I like pastry and I well, like chunky solid, steak. It's got a solid coating of pastry. The, the Garlo's pies are pretty good. I'm highly available. Have some sent to my house. Chunky Absolutely. steak. Yeah. Chunky steak. Oh, curry pies. Do I need to say chunky steak again? They, if you do want to buy them at Coles, and here's a free plug. We're plugging Garlo's pies. Two for $5. They have some specials at, uh, at Coles. If you, you know what else? They've got the family pies from Garlo's too. They're the big ones, yeah. Yeah, right. this is not an ad. And you would eat that on your own though, wouldn't you? The family pie. <laughs> that's breakfast, Smash you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Two blokes talking pies. What do you think of Wiki Tribune? I think we should skip the subject altogether. <laughs> All right, <It's> stupid. <laughs> Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two blokes talking tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Meet Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure, and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs, and doors because with a dedicated internet connection, Orbi prevents buffering while streaming your favorite movies and tv shows no matter how many devices are connected you'll have ultra fast wi-fi speeds unless like in my case your wife disconnects the satellite and you didn't know it uh, but I'll get her back for that. Uh, the Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem, so you maximise the speed that you're already paying for. The sleek design and state-of-the-art technology really steals the show on the Orbi, gives you a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Today at Apple, <laughs> this is a, a, a new... Should we mention edu- to people that it's 10.41pm right now? Educational sessions. We're, we're, we're a little bit delirious. More time and we, we don't talk- drink right now. So, the yeah. more time we talk about the time, the, the, the longer it's going to take. Oh, sorry, Dad. Today, <laughs> today at Apple, there's this new educational uh, sessions that, that Apple is going to put on at every single... Apple Store worldwide. So basically... 495. 495. So basically it is... Hey, where do you think the 500 will be? Um, probably in the US somewhere or China, maybe. I know, I know, I know, I know where it's going to be. I reckon they're going to build 
this is going to trick you. This is they're going to be, oh maybe they don't need to build six. No, no, Apple Park. Ah, like, if they open four more quickly, because yeah. the Apple Park one doesn't need to open until mid year. If you open four more somewhere in the US, Apple 500, Park, 500th store. Nice During WWDC, be a nice place to go and see. <clears throat> yeah, good good call. But uh, while we're talking about Apple, the, the reason they're doing this is to give is to give customers, to allow them to get more out of their devices. Obviously, the iPhone, the iPad, the iMac. So things like photography and music, design, art, coding, they're going to try and encourage customers to not only come back to the store, which is a great ploy by Apple to get them back in the store. They might want to upsell them other stuff, but it's going to teach them how to take better photos, to create music and listen to experts, not only that are Apple employees, but also uh, outside professionals who, who come back and can take you uh, through you know, some high-end tips or even some startup tips, some entry-level tips. But that's the whole idea of the program is to uh, involve the customer, try to get them to use the device uh, a little a little better, also good for teachers to sort of involve the devices in education, families as well, sort of how they can use it uh, as a family unit to teach children things like coding and stuff like that. So uh, it, it, it's nothing new for Apple to put these th- things on in store, but they are sort of focusing that Every from next month, they're going to have something every day in store as part of today at Apple. And let me tell you, I've uh, I've seen Jackson, my my ten year old, do three different courses at Apple stores. Uh, one was just a one day code, one hour coding thing, the hour of code. And then he's done, he did two holiday camps with them over like three days. He went there for two different courses, did movies in one of them, and then coding in another. Mm-hmm. Mate, the staff love it. I mean, if you can beat the Apple staff at anything, it's it's customer yeah, service. It they're friendly. They yeah. they love their stuff. And you know what? Just for photography alone, great thing to to get some some learning. And because not just about taking photos, they'll teach you how to store your photos, organize your photos, and edit your photos. Really, really cool stuff. And all free, all free at Apple stores. Um, the best way to do it is if you search the words Apple retail and the store that you know the name of. So in my case, Hornsby. You'll actually go straight to the website of that um, that store, and then you can see the 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 different courses that are available and because you've got to book them yeah. right? you've got to be careful because they fill up super fast Absolutely. so keep an eye on them now and, uh, and see how you go two blokes talking tech so I've installed a new soundbar in the man cave yeah, you haven't visited for about six months so you wouldn't know <laughs> um, not that I'm counting so it's in the man cave it's not outside for the rest of the family to enjoy no. just for Trevor no um, no it's not it's just in the man cave for me okay and I'll, look, I'll, uh, here's, here's, I'll be completely honest, including to Angus, who's listening, um, from LG. Yeah. Uh, I've got a Samsung I, soundbar. I didn't, I didn't get one. I, I haven't received mine to review. Because you didn't go to the event. Yeah, well, I was uh, otherwise occupied. Welcome to my world. Okay. So uh, I've got a Samsung in the lounge room, which has rear speakers. Yeah. Our lounge room is enormous. So, like, you, I'm not bragging. It's just a large space. Room. in a very large palatial home. <laughs> anyway, so it's got rear speakers. And yeah. and that that does amplify the, the room a bit when you listen to a proper okay. movie and stuff. Yeah. The uh, LG SJ9, which is the kind of top of the line that the they announced it's at the top of the line. Yes, I'm very envious, Trevor. That they announced at CES is is a single soundbar with a subwoofer and Dolby Atmos. Now I simply chose not to install in the man cave because it didn't have the rear speakers, and I knew that I'd get a much better experience in my man cave room from everything that it had. Yeah. Now. I'll be honest, I haven't been able to really sample and test the Dolby Atmos feature because, you know, in the man cave I've got the acoustic 
buffering. So you, yeah. the whole point of Atmos is it bounces up off the roof. Yeah. So I won't get that with with that. But I'll bring Star Wars over. We'll, we'll, well, they're, right, they're not Dolby Atmos, but I'll bring an Atmos movie over and we'll just smash it. Yeah, absolutely for sure. We'll test it in the lounge room and then in the man cave. Yeah. Anyway, um, mate, here's what I love about it. It actually, I really like the design. It's that rounded design. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you the speakers pop out of the top. No, that's on. It's exactly. Oh, no, it looks exactly the, the same TV. as that. It looks exactly the same as so that. But it's part out. of the wallpaper TV. No, they're they're recessed. They're they're flush with it oh, right on the on the top. I see. So yes, disappointed I'm that it pop for, out because I for that. I think I'm getting the wallpaper. The wallpaper. TV. Oh yeah, sure you that's are. That's what I'm getting. That's why. Good that's why I haven't got it. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so um, beautiful design. But mate, the subwoofer easy to install. And mate, easiest thing I've ever wall mounted. Easiest ever because it came with a, a simple, you know, fold out bit of paper you just stuck up on the wall yep. and then just plug the hole where you got to drill it and then just install cool. the thing. Yeah. Happens so easy. Um, runs you know HDMI arc so you can properly run it off the TV. So it's mounted in the wing cave. Yeah, yeah, wow. Very <laughs> handy. Very handy. Anyway, sound is awesome. I can stream. You can use Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Uh, it can link directly to an LG TV. You can use optical, HDMI. It's got every import you could imagine. So right now I could open up my phone and run and play Spotify through it, even though I'm nowhere near my house because I could just choose that as a device. Brilliant. Like it's it's so advanced. What's it's the got those features. Sound like through it? I'll find out this weekend with the yeah. Sochi oh, race. Yeah, yes. just got it. Yeah. Just got it I installed it last week, yeah. Okay, so you've had it a little while. It took you a while to install it, did I've it? I've had it a week and a half. Jeez, what okay. are you talking about? Someone's <laughs> got the <laughs> case of jealousy. Oh, I get one. Yeah, SJ9. <laughs> Mate, the SJ7 SJ seven is a really, really cool device. No, I won't be getting the SJ7, Trevor. I shall not have anything less than you have, I promise Check you. <laughs> Check out the LG website. The SJ9 has got the EFTM Best Award. It's very good. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I don't think it's the SJ9, actually. Anyway, moving on. So great product. I really love it. Yeah. 1700 bucks. so it's cheaper than the Samsung's top of the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's... That's smart because it doesn't have the rear speakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's my only thing. If you know what, not everyone wants rear speakers. No, no, totally, totally. Because it's just an extra layer. Even though rear uh, speakers are now wireless, yeah, um, you still need a PowerPoint, right? So I would argue that I argue everyone needs a soundbar. Like if you've got a TV. Please put a soundbar on Although, it. Although, in LG's defense of their televisions, they've got Harman Kardon speakers. They actually sound pretty good. You are such a sucker. They, sound, I'm just they don't that. sound as good as a soundbar. They, they don't sound as good not. as a $300 soundbar. Of course not. I agree. But if, if you compare so You agree you were sucking up? No, no. I, I agree that not all sound, <laughs> that soundbars sound better. But if you put all the flat screen TVs without soundbars, I'd bet that the LG TVs would probably sound better than most. But a soundbar, of course, is going to sound better than the speakers in a TV. So, no, I wasn't sucking up. Stating a fact, Trevor. Oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> the LG soundbar SJ9 is available now. It's a cracking product. And if you want to sample it, just come around to the man cave sometime. <laughs> yeah, you won't find it here. Won't find it here. Not yet, anyway. But it's hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Hello. Well, it's all about 4K. Have you noticed that 4K... What? Did you just, you, you just the get the memo? No, no, I'm just saying... You're taking seeing, over the world. You're seeing, more, you're seeing more content. Like, remember when 4K TVs come out? They weren't terrific, but I can't watch anything on it. Yeah, it has the last really eight hot. months, like not even yes. 12 months, it's just gone boom, Netflix yes. 4K, wow. But not only that, Netflix, uh, LG announced a deal with Netflix today where they're going to, if you buy a 2017 LG TV, you get a free three-month subscription to Netflix, which has... Dolby Vision HDR content 
which of course is 4K. So it'll showcase your new television if you do take up that deal. But Stan has also launched their 4K service, which we knew was coming, but it's official now. They've got a premium plan, 15 bucks a month, and you'll be able to enjoy 4K content. So you'll be able to see every season of Breaking Bad is in 4K. I think season three of Better Call Saul, that's one of your Mate, I, I signed up the other day, uh, last week, I signed up to the 4K um, I did have to. It didn't immediately appear, so I kind of had to turn the TV off because I got on the Sam, in the Samsung TV built-in app. Because yeah. you only got 4K in the LG, the Samsung TV, yes. and I think one well, other place. It's a 4K device, yeah. No, no, but like built-in. Even if you've got like a Hisense, fetch box, Hisense has it too. Yeah, but it? even the fetch box, which can do 4K, doesn't have that built-in yet. So I had to turn the TV off, turn it back on again, let it reboot, kind of thing. And then, mate, I went into Better Call yeah. Saul. Yeah. Won't Better Call Saul season three because, mate, I've never seen. If, is that a good show? Have you seen Breaking Bad? Uh, I've seen the first three seasons of Breaking Bad. Do you I need to watch all of Breaking Bad? At the moment, prequel? no. I, you don't, it is prequel. Yes, it's prequel. Yeah, yeah, so right. no, you don't. Spoiler. Hello. What? Spoilers. There's no. There's it's no a prequel. So everyone knows it's a prequel to Breaking Bad. I'm pretty is sure. It a spin-off? Yeah. How can it be a spin-off if it's a prequel? Anyway, it's a prequel. I trust you. Because I all the characters, you. there's a bloke just appeared in that died in Breaking Bad, so it's a prequel. Trust oh, yeah, me. There you go. Um, Another spoiler. Thanks, mate. No, I haven't <laughs> said who. It's a chicken owner. Um, uh, the <laughs> anyway, this thing, mate. I think you should watch Better Call Saul. Let me tell you because you you you've got uh, the eye for content, right? Yeah. Better Call Saul is probably the most impressive cinematography. I've ever seen like yeah. the shots they yeah. they show of like a dust filled room and the sun shining through and one yeah. character in the dark and another in the light, mate. It Very is arty. magnificent yeah, what they do. Really, really well shot. And that mate, that shone in four K. Sounds like the movie show we're doing here. The movie show. Are you, are you I'm Margaret, David. You're Margaret or my David or nah, Come on, mate. You're Margaret. Have a look at you. <laughs> yeah, good for you. All right, well, that's and four K. I I big ticket of approval. We'll be we'll be. You know what show I want to see in four K. You know what I'm going to say. Debbie. Oh, no. nah. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, mate. Starts with B. Stan's show. Billions. I want to see that in 4K. That wasn't on the list. I would have thought Star Wars would be well advanced at that. Star Wars isn't in 4K yet. but It's not in 4K no, yet. Disney. Are no, you taking the mickey? Disney has not released Star Wars You know in what? 4K. Because you lot, you lot, and I'm referring <laughs> to you Star Wars nuts, yeah. are such suckers, you'll buy the DVD, the Blu-ray, and the 4K hey, Blu-ray. Mate. You're a complete sucker. Shut up and take my money. If they release it in 4K, I'll be there tomorrow if it's in 4K. And being the 40th anniversary of Star Wars in another month, I thought that that would be an ideal time to release something. Like Do you know when would have been the ideal time to release the 4K version? Just before the next. At the same out. time as the Blu-ray. Yeah, but Disney anyway. Disney haven't got any 4K movies out. They have not got a like. You know how there's Paramount, Sony, uh, Village have all got Universal. Universal. All have 4K films. Disney has not got one, and I don't know why. And Disney now owns Lucasfilm which is Star Wars, and there's no 4K. It's conspicuous by its absence. So I'm hoping by the 40th anniversary, which it won't happen, I would have found out about it by now, that maybe before the, the end of the year, before the end of the year, because The Last Jedi comes out in December this year, so I reckon a nice little a nice little kick up, kickoff would be Star Wars, every movie in 4K released just before the new movie comes out, just to build up the hype. That's what I'd do, and I would be there day one at JB Hi-Fi with my money to buy it. There you have it. Two blokes talking rubbish. (laughs) 
just quickly before we get to your uh, one, just thirty second reviews. Thirty second right. reviews, hopefully. Um, two cool things are in computer gaming this week or this day. Um, do you remember the first Grand Theft Auto? Do I remember the first Grand Theft Auto? Yes, I do. Yeah. What do you remember about it? All the all the driving you were doing, yeah. driving around. Um, what was the What was the view you had of the driving? Third person. Was it from behind or no, you sitting in the car? It was from above. It was like a helicopter view, right? There was this view. You'd look down at the city because it was so simple, right? And the thing I loved about it, you just I'd drive around, you'd steal a car, you'd take it to the docks, you'd make money. I didn't actually complete any challenges or anything, right? They have released a uh, in the Grand Theft Auto uh, online edition, which is the, this is the smart thing about Grand Theft Auto Five. They've created this long tail on the game, like you bought the game years ago, yeah. and now it's all about online add-ons, right? Yeah. They've announced a, a tiny races edition. So basically, in the in the game, you go you switch into this um, bird's eye view, mm-hmm. and you and you're racing these little cars around. Oh, it's like the not, Frogger, like you're playing Frogger. You can see from above. Yeah, yeah. Now it's not the actual game that you're playing. It's actually just little races and things. Very cool, I think, way to engage retro fans in, yes. in the new game. So GTA meets Crossy Road. <laughs> Almost. Okay, you said that. Now, the other thing, uh, Forza Horizon 3, do you play that? No. See, I couldn't give a rat about your games. Well, I Call, love Forza Call Horizon Duty. 3. It's Call of Duty this year is going to go back in how they've all been f- futuristic games. Yeah. It's going to be uh, set in World War II. Oh, I'm playing yeah. it. That yeah. that appeals to me. Yeah. Not a fan Have of the future the stuff. It comes out tomorrow. Oh, my God, oh, my yeah. God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It might be out tonight even. Oh, let's, I'll stay here and watch it with you on the big <laughs> screen. Anyway. Forza Horizon 3, you're mate, gonna, you're, my you're, kids. You're going to stay here and watch Last Jedi trailer about 10 times before you go home. <laughs> it's like homework for you. Do I have to, Dad? I'm going to do a minute frame by frame breakdown of this rubbish. Um, anyway. Which I did. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I, I read the headline, that's all. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> My three kids all play Forza Horizon 3. Is that right? They love it. Coincidence, eh? They picked it up. Yeah, well, it's, so hey, that, it's installed. Do you sit in the chair and play this one, mate? No, because it's Xbox. I don't use Xbox on the chair. No. You're only a PlayStation man in the chair. Yeah, but also, uh, Grand, uh, Forza Horizon is not really a chair game. You're, it's a bit more, right. I don't know. Could I just, it be, though, if you want oh, to? Oh, totally, yeah. Whack. If you had a Logitech Have wheel for the Xbox. system, mate? Can't you just put an Xbox into this system no. of yours or not? Well, you know, you, you'd have to take the wheel off and put a different wheel on because the wheel I have oh, is PlayStation. Anyway, we digress. Isn't there a universal so wheel? The, they've, they've released an expansion pack. On, again, the game is a year and a half, two years old, and they keep adding stuff to it. Brilliant way to keep you engaged wow. in the game because it's Smart. like, why would you release a new game when it looks so bloody good now? Absolutely. Like, it doesn't need to look any better. Hot Wheels expansion pack. They cover the whole of, of Surface Paradise and everywhere in Australia because the game is based in Australia with massive yellow tracks with loops and stuff. There's 10 <laughs> Hot Wheels cars included in it made this is like childhood stuff come true. Brilliant. Great add-on pack. It'll be about 20, 25 bucks. Retro racing. Did you have Hot Wheels as a kid? You were a car, Still got them. Are you kidding? Car fan? Did you pass them down? Was I a car fan? No, no, I'm saying. What we, sort of stupid a question of is that? Matchbox cars, Hot Wheels cars. Still got them. And you gave them to your kids to play with? Yes. Or collectors? No, I gave them all the kids. They've ruined them all. Have they? Oh. Yeah. Stop crying about that a couple of years ago. look after anything, do they? No. Mate, That's I remember. Do you know what? I remember testing Jackson with this once. I got a Skylander. And I went to an event, and it was this like special edition. It was not one that was going to be sold. It was special edition. There might be ten thousand of them, but still, I got home and I said, "Here you go, buddy. There's that." And he goes, "Oh, what?" I said, "Now you've got a choice. You keep that. You keep that in that packet. You never open it, and that's a collector's edition. And in ten, twenty years from now, that'll be worth something. I don't know what. Yeah. Might be worth a lot. Might be worth a little. Yeah. It's collector's edition. 
Well, you open it now, and you play it. He went rip, and he, opened it up and he took it on the thing. I mean, Sounds it was just like me with my Star Wars toys yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, there's just no no debate, you know. And I think well, that's the great I, thing I about. I wish this. I often th- lament the fact that when I was a kid, all the toys, the Star Wars toys that are the figures, the original twelve backs, and all those toys, I had every one of them and played with them all the time. If I had it, been able to tell myself, you know what, save up and buy another set of these. And they'll be worth a lot of, and they are like worth thousands of dollars. These toys now, so you get a toy as a kid, you play with it. Yeah, but you would never have got married because your wife would have gone near it. <laughs> Seriously, hey, mate, look around the room, look around. Like I'm married, and look at what I like. Like I'm still married. Yeah, don't worry. Let me be very clear to the listeners at home: <laughs> all this childish rubbish is in a separate room to the rest of the house. Yeah, yeah. It ain't outside, mate. Just like my joint, yeah, you go know. home. There ain't no mobile phones. Or, I can't even put the Orbi. Out in the house. It's got to be behind a bloody picture frame. Well, in my office, I've got some stuff in there too, in my office. I'm saying, mate, all your childish stuff is locked in rooms. My childish stuff, you call them. (laughs) Joe hasn't let you put anything outside. I can't even put my – I've got a special limited edition. Remember Wild World of Sports used to release those widescreen photos? I've got an – Cricket shots and stuff. I've got an IndyCar one from Gold Coast Indy 1992 or something. Yeah, wow. Like, I got it mounted and framed. I've kept it all that time. It's in my office. She wouldn't let me leave that in the house. No way. No way, mate. He runs a show over there, mate. Amanda, are you kidding? <laughs> but I've got another edition that's going to come into the theatre. I recently is it Boba Fett. No, no, it's not a Star Wars thing. Hang on, credit. I, I just named a really random character. It's not Boba Fett, no, but that's pretty good. You guessed that well. It's not like I went for Chewbacca. No, I've got. I recently out now, acquired by the way. a a uh, another. I'm a, one of the favourite movies of mine is um, Rocky, The Warriors. No, The Warriors. You know the original Warriors film. You've probably never seen it. Where is it categorised on this shelf? Oh, it's twenty four. How many DVDs behind us? It's there. There's two thousand behind you there, mate. Yeah, mate. But um, I've just re- I just acquired a signed Warriors vest. So in the movie, they wear a vest that, with the Warriors on the back. So the, it's a it's this vest. It's like maroon vest. And six of the nine warriors in the movies have signed it, so it is a bit of memorabilia. That so, I what about the other three? They weren't available. How much did you pay? One for of them has actually passed away. What did you pay on eBay? Uh, I'm not going to say. It was not that. It wasn't that much, but I don't. I don't want. I don't want to. Uh, three digits or four? No, no, it's three digits. Yeah, okay. it wasn't right. that expensive. Okay. <laughs> Should we get back to the minute reviews? Yeah, let's do that. All right, two blokes talking to. All right, Huawei's affordable GR5. This is a really handy Android phone, and and I think when you look at value, I'm talking 5.5-inch screen, a fingerprint reader on the back, dual-lens camera, so you're talking top-line features for $399. Mm. And I've even seen it at uh, advertised at JB Hi-Fi for $348, so it's even cheaper than that. And it's got an octa-core processor, so it's no slouch. It's really quick. The only downside, it's got Android 6, not 7. Not a deal breaker. you still got the Emotion user interface. No one buying a $400 well. phone gives a rat what version of Android. Of course. Uh, camera quality is really good. It's, it's, a, it's a 12 megapixel camera and combines with the 2 megapixel lens as well. So it comes together really nicely. 8 megapixel front facing camera for your selfies as well. But what impressed me was uh, just the quality of it. This is the, the the build quality is there, the features are there, and it's priced for less than four hundred bucks. I think really impressive. Take some nice photos. Look at that nice little light sunlight shot of Logan sitting there with Ziggy and Zaggy with the GR5 camera. So 
Great uh, top-level features at a very friendly entry-level price, and it's priced at three ninety-nine. But if you look around, JB Hi-Fi's got it for three hundred and forty-eight. Details at TechGuide.com.au. And mate, for some uh, high-end video conferencing, the Brio from Logitech. This is a, a cool little device, and if you do like the Skyping and FaceTiming, you can now do that stream it in 4K. So if the other person's got uh, a smart TV, or... when we used to Skype. Yes, I remember that. The quality was uh, w- the quality wasn't the best, was it? From my Long time ago now, isn't it? Yeah, we've been doing this for like is it eighteen months now? Like, I think eighteen months. We've been sitting in the same room for yeah, every week. So that's, that's getting a bit sick here. That's the, that's the lengths we go to, ladies and gentlemen, to provide you the better quality. But uh, maybe the Logitech Brio might be able, although the vision would be better, but the sound won't be better. Four K streaming, so uh, you can download an app that that looks after the settings. So you you can go four K. Full HD, 720p, you can go widescreen, you can choose your angle, uh, your viewing angle as well. Uh, so then when you plug it in, you, it's your camera of choice on FaceTime or Skype. Uh, so really excellent uh, quality. You could even change things like your background and you use it in a busy office that has a really sensitive microphone. So you've, even if you're in a busy environment, you can still hear each other really well. The only thing I didn't like was I'm thinking, wow, I've got a 4K camera here. I want to see if it can record in 4K, and it didn't. It only records in full HD. It doesn't record in 4K. You can stream 4K, but not record 4K. And I thought I connected it to the Retina, my 5K Retina iMac. I said, I'm going to compare the iSight camera recording with that, and that can only record in 720p as at its maximum. So even, even though it can't record in 4K, it's still better than the iSight camera on the latest iMac. So the Logitech Brio, if you do love your chatting, you can now chat in 4K quality. So the person, it's like they're there in the same room. Except it's, they're just a picture on a computer screen. they're a picture on a computer screen or on a smart TV because there's Skype on smart TVs now. Uh, Not many. $99. Yeah, there is Skype. You can download Skype on and add. you can add this camera to it if you want. That's great, mate, but yeah. no one's doing it. $299, the Logitech Brio. That's a wrap, Stephen. Um, given that we didn't think we had any content, geez, we've we gibbered. Thinking of rescheduling for next week. I'll we? be honest. We? I I was the I, and I'll put my hand up. I said, listen, should we even do this? <laughs> <laughs> you talked about just this episode, not the rest of the episodes, were you? No, you know. <laughs> Um, well, I think we've come out all right here, and yeah. I look forward to your feedback, folks, on, uh, on Twitter, at Trevor Long, at Stephen Fennick. Um, we, we love your feedback, especially when it's positive. If it's negative, <laughs> expect me to abuse you because I'm very, very good at it. Trevor loves to engage uh, all the, the Twitter trolls. Well, engagement levels are very high, especially if you're an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just takes up too much time to do that for me. I, 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 I don't mind having a chat about uh, – my my tweet about how Souths were robbed last week by the referees that had plenty of engagement, and yeah, you know, the refs the refs and the bunk, the bunker cost us the game. But I'm over that now. It's really nothing to do with your team and your ability to actually no, play the game and ground the ball in the no, try line. No, not at all. Goal line. We were robbed, mate. We was robbed. And tweet me about that too if you want. Crickets. That's what you're going to get. Crickets. No one gives a rat's, mate. Two Blacks Talking Back Tech will be back next week with episode 297, as I can count very poorly. <laughs> Talk to you then, mate. Bye-bye. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. <laughs>